Backman and Crouch. Backman I knew it. Crouch. God damn it. <laughs> Let's go. Like one day I got to come on this and just give you a complete curveball and just be like, go like super serious, give you like an infomercial, like text 622. Real curve. Get this. <laughs> It'd be like a promotion one day. All right. Well, so we'll see. Well, the day will come one day, one day. Hopefully. I, I think it will. I think one day I'm just going to surprise you. It might be today. It might be tomorrow. Who knows? We'll anyways, see about that. Anyways, guys, this is just another chapter, a book club style podcast where, well, we talk about books, but more specifically chapters. Every single day we talk about a brand new chapter. And now we are on to the Harry Potter series book four in the seven, seven book series, the Goblet of Fire. And so far, six chapters in. Pretty interesting stuff. Pretty interesting stuff. And now on ch- chapter seven, Bagman and Crouch, things are really starting to heat up in the Wizarding World. Absolutely, Joe. And uh, it's really getting interesting. They just, just, just arrived by using a port key, which is a very interesting way of travel for the Wizarding World. It's an elite. And it's pretty elite, not going to lie. So, yeah, the group, they all arrive with the, the Diggories and the Weasleys and Harry and Hermione. And, yeah, so there's this guy, a few people dressed very poorly like muggles, very poor imitation of muggles. Uh, Mr. Basil is one of them, and he sends them towards uh, Mr. Payne and Mr. Roberts as they're going to be renting some tents. So the Weasleys, they go and they meet Mr. Roberts, and... Arthur is having a little bit of trouble with the muggle money. So he asked Harry for a little bit of help because he just doesn't know how that, uh, how those pounds work in uh, the UK, apparently. So Mr. Roberts is, he's very curious, says there's just been a lot of really weird people around. Uh, They're trying to pay with gold coins, some galleons. And uh, Mr. Mr. Weasley is just super awkward. He's kind of fumbling some things. But then a wizard, uh, he but they do get it done. And a wizard apparates and he casts Obliviate on Mr. Roberts, has to wipe his memory. Says the the wizard, um, the wizard says that Mr. Roberts has been causing a lot of trouble. He's uh, had to get his memory wiped a few times today. He's been asking a lot of questions about what's what's happening, and it doesn't make it easy because people like Mr. Bagman, they're just talking about quaffles and bludgers in front of these muggles like it's nothing so i understand mr roberts he's uh he's confused he wants some answers um but they do get to their tents and harry he uh he he isn't really surprised that mr roberts is very suspicious of all these wizards they have to set up their tents by hand because they don't want to do it with magic because that's that's foolish when there's muggles all around that would be quite bait quite suspect some may say but inside the tent, it's it's just like magic. It's much bigger than you would expect. There's even a stove to cook on and whatnot. But they're going to have to do that outside because, uh, once again, don't want to be sus. Don't want to suss out the muggles. So Mr. Weasley makes sure that they go get some water. So the trio, they go and hunt for some water. Harry sees some extremely young wizards for the first time. He's saying this is like, this is crazy. I've never seen so many wizards in one place coming from everywhere. Um, they do get scolded by a ministry man uh, for riding a broom, the, the young wizards do, because once again, 
being sus in broad daylight, these, uh, these wizards, they're just having too much fun getting ready for the, the World Cup, the final. Harry sees uh, a group of wizards from Africa. He's uh, like, damn, they even got wizards in Africa. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, and then Ron basically is like, hey, yo, what, uh, what, everything's green over here. And Harry's like, yep, yes, sirree, Bob. And it turns out it's uh, green decorations for Team Ireland. And they see Seamus Finnegan, Dean Thomas. They're going to be supporting Ireland. Uh, they say the ministry ain't too happy with all the decorations we put up. But you got to go see what the Bulgarians are up to. And they do go see what's what's popping over there. It turns out those Bulgarians have got a lot of posters for Victor Crum, a young seeker for Bulgaria, the Bulgarian team. And Ron is... He's a big fanboy of Victor Crum. Uh, they hear some older wizards, uh, likely ministry wizards, talking about uh, what they're are wearing uh, to pose as muggles. Obviously, these guys are wearing some, uh, some crafty outfits. So then they start, uh, they got their water. They're going to head back towards the camp. They run into some, uh, some fellow Hogwarts students, former ones as well, Oliver Wood, Ernie McMillan, Cho Chang. And um, I love Cho Chang. Notice then <laughs> harry loves cho chang and they notice what appears <laughs> to be uh, a group of young teenage wizards from a different uh, wizarding school so it's just so much is happening that they've never kind of really seen before mm-hmm. um here so it's really interesting so they head back to the camp and uh mr weasley's struggling with the matches uh he's not uh not too good at lighting fires bill percy and charlie uh they are they arrive just in time apparating for dinner and just as they're finishing up mr weasley greets ludo bagman who appears and he's a former quidditch player he now works for the ministry uh, a few more wizards appear behind him percy's just uh he rushes to greet bagman uh, despite having criticism of his department but he's uh he loves to kiss some ass so um it is what it is bagman and arthur say hello arthur greets and uh, introduces them all Bagman talks about how he is going to be betting and Fred and George, they jump in. They want to jump in on the bet. They say Ireland is going to win, but Crum, Victor Crum, the young seeker for Bulgaria will catch the snitch. Arthur says, you cannot be betting. This is not good. And even Percy is like, bro, Bagman won't even want to bet with you. And, but Bagman's like, no, I, I said bold bet. I will give you great odds. And I, I love this. Uh, I love the, the great enthusiasm so they start they start talking about uh, barty crouch and of course bootlicker percy chimes in then arthur asks about bertha jorkins and bagman says don't worry she'll turn up it'll be all good and um speak of the devil uh they mentioned barty crouch and he appears right there and they start uh, uh they start to talk a little and barty crouch he's a much older man very very different uh type of person as uh, Ludo Bagman. He's a very influential person at the ministry. Says the Bulgarians, they want to add extra seats. Uh, They want to have a very big party. And uh, Bagman uh, does a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, says there's there's some stuff we're working on behind the scenes ready for uh, after the tournament. And uh, Arthur's like, don't worry, I'll tell you guys later. And they all, those two wizards, Bagman and Crouch leave. Fred asks, what's, what's happening at Hogwarts? Uh, what's the secret? What's the secret? We'll see about that later. But Because Arthur, Arthur doesn't want to say now. He says, it's top secret. We'll tell you later. 
Now everyone is uh, breaking ministry rules, but no one really cares. It's the Wizarding Cup, the, the Quidditch Cup. Uh, everyone's super excited. Ron, Hermione, and Harry, they go to go uh, buy some little trinkets before the, before the match. Uh, Ron's been saving up all his money. He buys a shamrock uh, kind of hat and a miniature Victor Crumb. Instead of uh, getting uh, omni-oculars, um, which are kind of instant replay binoculars, Harry's like, you know what? I got y'all. Finally using his money, and he buys Ron and Hermione some omni-oculars, whatever the frig those are. Um, yeah, so that's how the, the chapter ends, with Harry finally, finally using his money and spending it on his friends. What a good lad he is. Yeah. But one thing was very interesting from that whole, you know, like Harry spending money on his friends. It was, there was a little quote at the end. This isn't my quote. Actually, wait, this is, this is my quote for the chapter. So I'm sorry. I'm going to give my quote right at the Go beginning here. No, don't bother, said Ron, going red. He was always touchy about the fact that Harry, who had inherited a small fortune from his parents, had much more money than he did. And if you remember, we go back to book one, chapter five or six, when they're on the Hogwarts Express for the very first time and they finally meet. Ron is elated to know that Harry wants to spend money on him to get, you know, the candies. Of course, he's shy. But now, like, you know, we've been saying for the last four books, Jacob, that Ron is jealous of the fact that the man's got money. Low key. Well, actually, high key. <laughs> and now, like, we kind of get a confirmation of sorts, like, that he actually is jealous. He's jelly. Jelly fam. Yeah, yeah he wishes he could have a, just a little more kind of room to operate. He doesn't, obviously, he wouldn't necessarily want to be a rich, wealthy person like Lucius Malfoy, just buy whatever they want. But he would like to have a little bit more pocket change so he can buy some trinkets, doesn't have to save up all his money and have to hope that Harry will come in and buy him some omnioculars. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because that is also my quote of the chapter as well, because I guess we're, we're on the same page where we, <laughs> we wish Harry would have done so sooner because yeah. numerous times he kind of describes his wealth and how he doesn't know what to do with it. And now this time he's like, you know what? Now is the time. Now I'm going to buy you a little pair because this is a once in a lifetime experience he finally took the took the hint basically and splurged on three pairs of omnioculars and if you well think done. about it like it's the least that harry should do we say this every single episode i mean every episode that money is involved the fact that harry is at the borough like you're rich you know that your best friend's family isn't and they treat you as their like what seventh son sixth or seventh son it's like the least you can do is just kind of like pay rent or something or like yeah do yeah rent rent the room pay out the rent sum in for like where you're staying a little something just yeah give give back a little you know what i'm saying yeah for sure i just i don't know i thought this was a really interesting chapter because there's just so much kind of new wizarding stuff that was presented yeah. um this is the first time we kind of hear of a Quidditch match outside of Hogwarts. And it's it's the finals of the World Cup of Quidditch. 
and it's like i guess it's pretty much the equivalent of the world cup and of soccer that's like super big around the world because there's wizards from bulgaria there's wizards from africa there's wizards from we find out in a later chapter from france because they're speaking french so yeah beau baton and like it's just it's a really interesting chapter because there's just a lot of little kind of trinkets and wrinkles and a different perspective there's a lot of ministry wizards who appear we get to see what they are like um we've only met a few in the past um we met the minister of magic we met arthur weasley amos diggory but it's nice to see a kind of whole kind of different perspective in this chapter and i think it's it's presented nice uh through the lens of it's just a group of wizards coming together for something that it seems to be collectively loved in the wizarding world which is quidditch you know, it was one thing I was ignorant to the fact, and I knew this was happening. You know, we've seen the movies, but we haven't read the books. I was kind of ignorant to, to the fact that there were wizards outside of England. And Me I too. And I know, like, it's it's been mentioned, you know, like, in Egypt, uh, when the Weasleys yeah. go in Bulgaria, and, like, Bulgaria has been mentioned beforehand. And I'm just sitting there like, God damn, like how could we have been so oblivious to the fact that the wizarding world is international? Yeah. I, I think based off of wh- where we got our kind of start in Harry Potter's from the movies, and it's not really presented as well in the movies. I think that's partly why we kind of have this preconceived notion and like Brazil as well, South America as well. They talk about like the boa constrictor is like, I'm going to go see yeah. my family there. There's, oh, there's wizarding stuff there as well. So it's, it, it is weird how we kind of had this notion that it's just it's in England because that's where Hogwarts is. But that's just a small piece of it. And that's why I think this chapter is so kind of enriching where it just we get a whole different kind of perspective of the whole wizarding world, which is, to be honest, quite neat, quite neat, quite neat. I like that. Um, let, let's go over some funny gambling, you know, <laughs> Ludo Bagman. Yeah. We got introduced to Ludo Bagman from the, the money. Li- What's the money line for tonight? <laughs> Ooh, what do you think the money line was? Like, like what are the odds on that? Like, Ireland um, wins, but hmm. Victor Crump catches his snitch. Ludo Bagman said it's never going to happen. But. Yeah. I don't know. That's That particular bet itself is out of this world. Like, that is, like, that is a bold bet. Um, I think for the most part... It seemed like Ireland was favored to win this game, mm. um, but there's no kind of proof of how much better how uh, Bulgaria and Ireland fare. All we know really is that Victor Crumb is really, really good. That's what they're kind of hyping up. But that's what I'm saying is if you, you know, we know mm-hmm. that Ireland are the favorites. They say, like, you know, their front three are crazy, but yeah. parlaying that, their win. With Victor Crumb catching yeah. the snitch, it's interesting. To that say must be a huge payout, at least a couple tens of thousands of. I mean, how dollars many... in our uh, our world? So, exactly. So, how many um, galleons did I mean, like, Mister Weasley put down one galleon that Ireland would win? So <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty soft. I, I... Yeah, and then Ludo Bagman says, "Quote a galleon, very well." very well any other takers and then like the the twins 37 galleons 15 sickles and three nuts 
nut is it nuts? I don't, I don't like, know, man. That's one thing. I'm sorry. This is one thing that I think the movies messed up on completely is the small little intricacies. The lore. Yeah. Yeah, like the lore. Like we don't get one lore until book seven, uh, book six or book seven, but we really don't get one lore until book eight. Uh, movie eight, sorry, like at the end of movie seven, but even then, right. it's like it's not much and nuts. And I think it might have been like mentioned once or twice, and it's mentioned so many times in the books. And I just wish that the movies would better represent just the masterpieces that is these books. And I think that's why this chapter, I mean, this kind of the book series, but this chapter really gives us stuff we never would have seen in the movies or we never saw in the movies like just this whole kind of start of this book is like completely off or not off but completely done differently um then in the movies i rewatched the the quidditch scene just uh yesterday because i was interested and it's like we don't even get to see any of the game all we i know it would have been really hard to do a, a full massive quidditch game compare it because like at least when they're at hogwarts it's a little different they already have everything kind of set up and they do a little bit of quidditch here and there um but we don't see any of that in in the movies so it's really nice that we have full kind of updated thing um in the books um so i don't know it's really it's really neat i really like this chapter i do i like it too um the only thing is I, I felt as if it was, and this is what I feel for the next two chapters also. I felt as if it was a little stretched out. Maybe it was yeah. just like the psyche in my head that, you know, like, hey, listen, the first six chapters were like kind of short and to the point. And now we've kind of like reverted back to like this, you know, drawn out, like drawn out thing where you're introducing a character and then you're having like this useless conversation. And then all of these little things are happening and I love that. I love it, but I don't think I was ready for this chapter. But the next two chapters, I, I I was completely ready for that. But in terms of this chapter specifically, I think it it knocks it down a peg or two for me, just for me. Fair. No, I, I see what you mean. Um, it is it is much more in depth, and with that comes a lot more kind of dressing up the maybe not as important stuff. But then again it does come with a lot of interesting stuff like the the talk of the different cultures of wizards and stuff and how we see different young teenage wizards who clearly go to school as well from, from a different school they're not at hogwarts so I, I take the the kind of weird or kind of drawn out stuff with the kind of updated version of harry potter as we know it um so yeah, I don't know. I thought it was overall pretty solid. Mm. Um, I guess I'll get I'll just throw my rating out there. I don't know. We've already covered our our quotes because we had the same one because Harry's got the money and he's go to distributing that wealth. Shout out Harry, good man. Um, I thought this was four out of five because I liked that there was just a lot of new stuff in this chapter. It wasn't like you mentioned. It wasn't necessarily a a great chapter but there's a lot of new new stuff that i thought was really interesting so four out of five for me and i don't really know if i had a favorite character per se in this in this one i, I think the weasley twins are very kind of 
awesome and the fact that they're throwing out bets and they don't care. So I don't know. Well, what say you on the ratings and uh, favorites from this? So for Shizzle, for Shizzle, my rating was a three out of five. Okay. Only reason that I took it down a, a one notch is just that I'm not sure I was ready for all of this information at once. I felt as if this chapter and the following, these like the two and the Quidditch World Cup chapter could have been merged into one. And we're going to get into the whole Quidditch thing on tomorrow's episode. So make sure to come back and listen to tomorrow's episode. I believe it would be episode 65 or 64 of the series. Damn, we really be doing the most. We've been posting for 65 Jeez. days. Um, But yeah, three out of five, just because I, I'm not sure I was ready for all of this information. And I felt as if some of the information was over overbearing. No, I feel like the word's not overbearing, but also Percy Weasley played a big part in this chapter, and that kind of pissed yeah. me off. Yeah, we talk about he's slimy. Can we quickly talk about just how much of a suck up he is and how both you and I would have just wanted to punch him if we went to school with him? Yeah. He's just, he's, he's like the definition of like, like kiss ass trying to work his way up to the top. Just, I don't know. He's, he's a, he's a dweeb. I don't really know what else to say. He's just, I don't like him. He's so different from all the other Weasleys. And that's so apparent how we love the Weasleys except for Percy. And it's like, I wonder why. Cause he's just a dweeb. He literally sucks. Yeah. Literally sucks. Like, uh, Mr. Crouch said Percy breathlessly sunk into a kind of half bow that made him look like a hunchback. Would you like a cup of tea? I literally wrote down on my book, fuck you. Okay. And yeah. the, and the uh, page before, two pages before, Percy froze in an attitude of stunned disapproval when his brothers were trying to, when his brothers were gambling. It's like, you're fucking saying that, oh, Mr. Crouch would not like this. You must be outstanding citizens. Because that's how Mr. Crouch is described when he enters the scene. It's He's this perfect citizen of the wizarding world that, you know, he looks as he looks as if he is a muggle. And that's what they had asked everyone to do, to not raise suspicion as, as look like you're a muggle. He's described as coming with very clean and tidy clothes with a part in his hair that's too straight to be real. And how do you do that? Because I literally want to part my hair down the middle, but I, I have a buzz cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I have too many bald spots. God damn, that's not happening. But anyways, yeah, the like, passion you have in in hating on Percy, I love it. I how love funny it. would it be, Jacob, if I named my dog Percy? Don't do it. But like, you're gonna you're gonna suddenly hate it. No, it's gonna be subtle. What Hedwig? I mm, are there any? I don't. Mm, I don't know if that would work for a dog. That seems weird. Dog names are weird because, like, you either go, like, super weird or you just kind of do, like, Henry. Yeah. Wait, wait what, or, what's your dog's name again? Uh, Oliver. <laughs> but the thing is, he we we got him as a rescue, mm-hmm. and his, he was already named Oliver, and we're like, well, he looks like an Oliver, so screw it. <laughs> but that's but that's that's to your point, where it's like, they either have crazy names or they're <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, fuck it. Fuck Percy Weasley. But yeah, 
Ludo Bagman got introduced. Um, interesting character. I'm not really sure how I feel about him, knowing his history in the uh, in the movies, but we'll just so, we'll have to see about that. I guess so. I guess so. So far, he's pretty interesting. I don't know. I like him. I like him. He's kind of described as like a fat slob, but like he yeah. used to be a star athlete. He's Formers. like Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's pretty apt comparison. Um, would you like to add anything else, Jacob, before we wrap up today's episode? I feel like we 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 spoke on everything that happened in this chapter. Let's uh let's put a bow on this one. I think that will do it for uh, Bagman and Crouch, chapter seven. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Oh my pretty god, pretty good. Seven already. Yeah, no, I think it was good. Yeah. So yeah, come back uh, tomorrow for the next one, the Quidditch World Cup. Bingo, bango, bongo. That was uh, just another chapter with Jacob and Joe. See you next time. Deuces.